Good morning, everybody. It is. Amen. Amen. We've got a an awesome church, and I'm thankful for each of you. There's some things that uh, I'm pretty decent at, and some things that sometimes I need a little help with, and following directions sometimes something I don't do real well. Until it's too late, I've already done it wrong. But is GPS just not a wonderful thing? I love it. Since um, I've had a couple of concussions the last couple of years, I set my GPS everywhere I go just about now. But have you ever been lost somewhere you didn't really know where you are going, but you thought you knew where you were going, and you get there, and your GPS is just telling you something that you don't trust. Not that it's ever happened to me, but one night in, I think it's Jacksonville, Florida, I drove around the block about 15 times arguing with the GPS. I'm like, where I was going, I could see, but I couldn't get there. And it was night. I had a plan I was going to go, because I am a planner. I love to plan, and, and I can adjust pretty well but sometimes I don't want to adjust. I thought I knew how to get there. The GPS kept telling me one thing. And I'm like, there's no way. So finally when I submitted to what that lovely device and a couple of wonderful ladies was trying to tell me, we got to the hotel and, and survived. Uh, the GPS was right, a matter of fact. But sometimes we have plans. We have plans on our own. We've thought them out. We've laid them out. And sometimes things change. And this morning, I'm going to read scripture from Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25. And we're going to talk about Joseph today. Last week, we focused on Mary. I'm going to review Mary just a little bit. But I want to talk about Joseph and just how obedient he was to God's plan. Let me read. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from the dream, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son. And he named him Jesus. 
And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for for your word. Lord, just thank you for obedient servants, Lord. Thank you for using people to carry out your plan. Lord, this morning, I just pray that you open our eyes, you open our hearts, you open our minds, Lord, to receive the message that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Joseph's trust and faithfulness. Again, last week we talked about Mary's joy and how faithful Mary was to her calling. And today, I want you to put it yourself in Joseph's place. Put yourself in Joseph's place. Think about what he had to be thinking. You see, sometimes it's hard, just like it's hard to trust the GPS, sometimes it's hard to trust God. Sometimes when we look through our human lens, lenses, we can't see the big picture. We just see a smidgen of what God has in mind. And when we can't see the big picture, sometimes it's hard for us to have enough faith to follow what he's asking us to do. But I'm thankful this morning that Mary and Joseph could see beyond their human limitations and follow the instructions of the Lord. Have you ever tried to imagine the first Christmas through Mary and Joseph's eyes? Things leading up to the first Christmas. Can you imagine? See, what we find here is that Joseph wants to be faithful to God. So, he's trying to make himself available. And as we go through this lesson, I want you to remember three things. If you want to make... If you want to allow yourself to follow God's will, you have to do three things. You have to do three things. Those three things are, first, you've got to make yourself available. You've got to be available to carry out his will. The other is you've got to treat others well. You've got to be kind. And finally, you have to follow the Holy Spirit. If you do those three things, the Lord will lead you in, thing, lead you in places and, and, and use you in ways that you could have never imagined. Again, we've got to make ourselves available. We've got to treat others well, and we have to follow the Holy Spirit. The first thing is we have to be available. Joseph was available to God's plan. Joseph was available to GPS, God's plan of salvation. He made himself available. The second half of verse 18 tells us the pending scandal in that time by Mary being with child before the marriage. Again, before they came together, she found herself to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. The angel had come to her and told her what was going on. But can you imagine Joseph? Joseph was a very righteous man. He was a very uh, faithful man, a very religious man. He wanted to follow God's plan. But how can you understand this? How can you understand the problem that Joseph finds himself in? 
You see, the biblical teaching and Jewish culture strongly, strongly commands sexual purity prior to marriage. You see, Mary was a Jewish teen. She was deeply committed to God. We talked about that last week. And Gabriel showed up and her world was turned upside down. He told her what was going to happen. And being the faithful person she was, she says, if you remember from last week, she says, I am the Lord's servant. She was available. She made herself available to carry out God's will. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. How much more available can you get? You see, she recognized that God was her master and she was his servant. God was the potter and she was the clay. She was perplexed about how all this was going to happen. But she was willing to follow his plan. You see, Joseph felt the same way. Again, Matthew 1.19 says that he was faithful to the law or he was a righteous man. That means he tried to do everything right. He tried to be an obedient follower of God. Again, he wanted to do God's will before anything. He was committed to God. And you see, when you're committed to God, you make yourself available. One moment at a time, one day at a time, you make yourself fully available to God's plan. You see, for Joseph and Mary, they became part of the very, very first Christmas and what changed the world forever. What's given us the hope that we have today comes by Mary and Joseph being so obedient to God's plan. Are we available to God? We must make ourselves available. And the second thing we must do is to treat others well. We're called to be kind. We're called to be kind. We're called to be good to each other. We're called to love each other. See, it's not enough to seek to please God. We're also supposed to treat each other with honor. See, listen to this verse from 1 John. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must love their brother and sister. See, Joseph really gets high marks in this story for that. Matter of fact, before the angel appeared to him and told him what was going on, he planned to treat Mary well. He was going to dismiss her quietly. He was not going to bring public attention to the situation. He was going to let her down easy. He didn't want to see her condemned. But again, he wanted to be righteous. He didn't understand. Again, but he wanted to be faithful to the law. But he also wanted to be fully available. See, he went to bed that night just thinking, okay, I'm going to do what's right by her. I still love her. I don't want to disgrace her. And then when he goes to sleep, the angel appears and reveals the plan. 
The angel tells him to take Mary as his wife and told him the child that was in his future wife's womb was the Son of God, conceived by the Holy Spirit and was the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Again, Joseph made himself available and he treated people kind. It's hard to do. We live in a society now where it's not really what we see very often anymore. When we disagree, we don't treat each other kind. Sometimes when we agree, we don't treat each other kind. Because we live in a society, if you say it loud enough and fast enough and in somebody's face enough, you believe it as being truth. In reality, we're supposed to treat each other with respect and kindness. We can't let our religion get in the way of our our relationships. If your religion has more collateral damage then it has evidence of love, then we're doing something wrong. God calls us to love each other, to be kind to one another. We don't know what people are going through. We don't know what people are going through in their life. We may be the only Jesus. We may be the only hope that people see. We're called to lift each other up. Whether they agree with us or not, We're called to love one another. We're called to love God. We're called to treat one another the way we should be, well, the way we want to be treated. Couldn't the world use this civility right now? Think about, when I think about this, I think about Mr. Rogers. We use Mr. Rogers' principles right now. Think about how he treated people. Think about in the late 60s, the scene at the pool that you see his feet in the water with someone's feet in the water that shouldn't have been there. An African-American man, they were sharing the same pool. We're called to be kind. We're called to love each other. First, we're called to make ourselves available. When we're available, we're called to treat each other with respect, dignity, and love. Can we do that? It still matters. It still matters today. People need love today like never before. We live in a society now that, you know, we've been apart from each other for a while. And plus we've got so much technology, which I love technology. I love using technology. But we still need our human relationships. We need face-to-face contact. We need to know that people care about us. Caring about somebody's a little deeper than a Facebook post. It's a little deeper than a tweet. It may be a hug. Call to treat people kind. Again, Joseph knew this. Before, even before the angel appeared to him, he was going to treat Mary with dignity. He loved her. Then the final thing that we need to do is to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. 
We need to follow God's will, not our will. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we don't understand it because we can't see the whole picture. Sometimes he may ask you to do things that seem impossible. And if you think they seem impossible, you're right, they are impossible because you're relying on your strength and your power, not his. We serve a God who has an infinite amount of love and power. And he, if he asks us to do something, he's going to give us what we need to do it with. Even when we can't see the picture. It's called faith. It's called stepping out in faith. Dr. Martin Luther King said, defined faith as being able to take the first step when you couldn't see the whole staircase. It's what faith is. God's got a plan. I promise you. God has a plan. And he's going to carry out his plan. He can use us when we're faithful. When we trust him and we're faithful. We make ourselves available. We treat each other kind. And we follow the Holy Spirit. He can use us in ways that we could have never imagined. See, there's no hesitation when Joseph woke up from the dream after the angel appeared to him. He found Mary and said, let's go get married, basically. What had changed? What had changed? She was still with child. He could see just a little bit more of the picture. A little more was revealed to him. Because he was a man that followed God's will. He was searching for God's will when he was trying to make this decision. He made himself available and the angel spoke to him. And he followed God's will. Praise the Lord, he followed God's will. You see, if you want to make yourself fully available to God and his work, we need to treat others with respect. We need to make ourselves available and we need to follow the Holy Spirit. Maybe the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do something right now. I don't know. There may be something he wants to use you for in your life right now that you never imagined that you could do. And I ask you this morning, are you available? Are you available and willing? Are you treating people kind? And are you following the Holy Spirit? He may speak to you. He speaks to people in different ways. The Lord speaks to us in different ways. He spoke to Joseph while he was asleep. He may speak to you as you read a devotional. He may speak to you as you hear something on the radio. He may speak to you when you hear a message from a pastor. He may speak to you when you're in total silence praying. But he's speaking to you. He has, no matter your age, he has a plan for you. He's ready to use you. God's spoken to me in some ways. Sometimes it's when I'm trying to get out of work. I'm like, it's something I really don't want to do. Sometimes that's when he speaks to me and says, you know what? It's not about you. 
It's not about you. If it were about you, you would have been the one to hang on the cross. You see, it's about salvation. It's about God's plan. It's not always comfortable to follow God's will. But you see, Joseph followed God's nudging. And he did exactly what the angel told him to do. He married Mary, and he named the baby Jesus, which means God saves. You see, that's an accurate name for the Savior of the world. And the cool thing is, he's still in the saving business today. He came for a purpose 2,000 years ago that's still being carried out today. He died on the cross for the people that were following him at the time he was walking on the earth. But he also died on the cross for your salvation. Again, you'll never look into anybody's eyes. When he gets back to being kind, you'll never look into anybody's eyes that Jesus didn't die for. He died for you. He died for me. He died for the person on the street that you may, or some people may look down on. That's who he died for. We've got a choice. We can, again, stick to what we think is right, or we can follow God's promptings. Is he nudging you right now? Is there some ministry that you've been thinking about that you can't get off your mind? Is there someone that you're called to go talk to and bring some Christmas cheer to that may need you? Are you available? Are you ready to treat people kind and follow the Holy Spirit? Again, God's still in the savings business. And He's still using people like you and me. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for Christmas. For the birth of the Savior. What a special event. And thank you for using natural human beings, Mary and Joseph, to usher in this supernatural event. As you use this royal couple for the unfolding of the plan, will you still use us today? Help us to commit to your ways, to love others as you first loved us, and to pay attention and to listen, listen to your word and your promptings. Lord, not for us, but for your will. So your will will be glorified and your kingdom expanded. Again, perhaps someone here today in this congregation or listening online needs to receive the very best Christmas gift ever. Lord, the forgiveness of their sins. They need to have a relationship with you. Lord, if anybody's in this position this morning, Lord, I just pray that you touch them. You heal them spiritually. Help them trust in you. Help them trust in you with their whole life right now. They need a master. They need a savior. 
And Lord, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.